Here at the Mothball Prophecies, we take the spooky season seriously. Perhaps, Perhaps too seriously. <laughs> to some people, Halloween is a once a year, get dressed up and take candy from strangers kind of holiday. But for us, Halloween is life. Halloween is something you live and breathe. The ghosties and ghoulies come out to play all October long. So to spread the good word of our blessed holiday, we've made available some All Hallows Eve Mothball merch. Come and celebrate with us in our tea Public store, The Mothball Prophecies. Find the link to that and so much more in our Instagram bio, or shop with us on themothballprophecies.com. Happy Halloween. You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. Hey, and welcome to the Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. And today we're sitting down with somebody that was requested slash told to us several times. Like we were threatened (laughs) if we didn't. Yeah, we had a lot of people that were like, hey, are you going to interview this person? Hey, are you going to? And then I started looking you up and I was like, oh my God, you have the cutest little Instagram. And you had had a storefront. So sitting down with us today is Kelly Webster. Hi, welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So welcome. Thanks for sitting down with us today. And I say you used to have a storefront, but you don't slash do kind of? Well, an eBay storefront, not a a literal storefront. Um, I started working a real job, which, you know, is lame, but (laughs) now it's taking up too much of my time. So I don't have time to sell all the lovely vintage things anymore. Um, So here not been very long maybe two months ago at the most i closed everything out and, and i was so <laughs> bummed because melissa that's how one of the people yeah. that said we had to have you on uh melissa daw she was like uh, my friend kelly's having this yard sale she has really bitching stuff it's all going you need to go find it and i went too late in the day oh and so i was like fuck and i text melissa i was like i can't find it i don't know where it no, is no. <laughs> so she and then she sent me pictures from the sale and she was like well i found it and i was like well thanks <laughs> I know. So I'm, thanks I'm a lot like this uh, antique light it's not antiques but it's vintage like the big glass lamps from the 70s mm-hmm. i find them at thrift stores and i dismantle them and then i'm making i'm going to make like a lamp totem in the front flower bed yes. so you stack them on top of each other and use the hardware as spacers awesome. Awesome, awesome so i have like this lamp graveyard so she was like, you need to go look at these light shades. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. The light shades. They broke my heart to get rid of those because they're so cool. Well, and you were saying that you love like vintage light I fixtures. I do. I love vintage lighting. I also do. And I have like in yes. my closet, like four or five different light fixtures. Excellent. That I'm like, where? <laughs> what am I going to do with these? Where am I going to put them? I know. She keeps sending me pictures. She's like, look what I got. And I'm like, where are you going to put it? And she's like, I don't know. I I'll don't even know. I, don't I do care. have like some retro like 51s. 50s ones for the kitchen nice. but i don't know anything about wiring oh it's 
if they're not like shredded, you just fire them right into your existing. Oh. It's totally easy. Well, I'm off today, so <laughs> you can do it. Just start some projects. Shut the power off. <laughs> I know. Make sure that's off. That's important. Noted. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, yeah. write that down. Off power. Circuit breaker. <laughs> so you said recently we need an email you sent to me. You said that you guys moved back recently. Yeah. So I lived in Boise for 17 years. Like pretty much my entire adult life until wow. I came back. We moved back five and a half years ago, I think. So we're from here. My Well, I'm from Idle Falls. My husband was born, he was born in Chalice, moved to Idle Falls, and then out to Firth. But I mean, he's, you Oh, know. so he just oh, stayed he, in the Wild West, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we both independently moved to Boise right out of high school. Wow. Um, and yeah. Which is kind of, it's like, there's three places people from Idle Falls want to move. Four. <laughs> yeah. Boise, mm-hmm. Seattle, Portland. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Yeah. 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 So did you move there to go to school? I Yes. I followed a boy there, which is super dumb. But uh, And I followed a boy here, which I'm like. <sighs> but, he's, but he's your yeah. husband. Right? I, he is my husband. <laughs> I told him we were living in Boise and I said. He's like, I'm, I'm going to apply for this job at the INL. And I'm like, mm, yeah, we used to live in Pocatello. I'm not moving back there. Oh, yeah. And we were only dating. And then he proposed oh. to me. And I was like, oh, well. Oh, you so he ass. like forced you. Yeah. He found a loophole. <laughs> Imagine how my husband felt. He came back here from Northern California. and oh, wow. was like, I like this girl. <laughs> just stuck here. And we bought this house because it has a ton of trees. Because trees are not a yeah. super common thing here. So you grew up in Idle Falls, and from the sounds of it, you didn't grow up really collecting or no. doing those types of things. No. Um, no one in my family collects, really. No one's into vintage or antiques. So foreign At me. all. <laughs> I imagine you lived kind of in a monastery then. Like, was it just very minimalist, or was no. it, like, only decorated by Pier 1 imports? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I don't know. Um, I don't I really know how to describe there was no real decorating style in the house. It was just like whatever mom liked at the time. (laughs) Which I totally, I get, I understand that because um, like my mom was a collector by proxy because of my grandmother, Mm -hmm. but it was like balls to the walls, like (laughs) 90s wallpaper. We did, we did have wallpaper in the 90s for sure. And it was a smattering of antiques. Like Mm -hmm. she had, my mom had plates and, Mm -hmm porcelain and see and my mom was like the country stuff like she liked little stools and stuff like that so i didn't really know anything like i thought that was it that was that that that's your antiques (laughs) (laughs) and you so you started did you just venture out on your own in your teenage years collecting were you like Um, fuck the system (laughs) i was definitely definitely fuck the system um (laughs) i my dad got me into like classic rock at a very very young age and as one should yes so that kind of started my whole love affair with the 60s and 70s. Um, I mean, from, you know, I didn't listen to modern music at all mm. um, from ages like, I don't even know, nine to five years ago. <laughs> Which I, I love that because like in my house, my mom had four CDs. There was like Josh Groban. Oh, no. Uh, Celine Dion. <laughs> Ouch. And then a, a Christmas album. And then it was country music radio. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was not my... But my upbringing. dad was the same way. Yeah. My dad had, like, carousels of CDs. And yes. he would always... It was funny. My dad had, like, the like Eminem and... <laughs> 
uh, oh, yeah. Lip Biscuit and all that <laughs> oh my stuff. Gosh. My dad's one of the, one of the cool guys. You know? <laughs> He's hit with the kids. <laughs> yeah. So we was, when I was like in my early 20s, I would go steal the classic rock CDs yes. from my dad. Yes, yes. So what was your favorite, who's your favorite band don't from that time? Don't even ask. I have no idea. I don't know. Narrow it down. Oh, my God. It's a pop quiz. Oh, it hurts. I love Led Zeppelin. I mean, that's an easy, an mm. easy go-to. Um, shit. I love the band. That's not quite as common. I mean, they're still I super think I've popular. I their vinyl. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I'm bread. pretty sure. If you, I love yeah. bread. <laughs> my mom had bread yeah. records. They probably were my dad's. America. That's yeah. more oh, like yeah. the pop yeah. stuff, but it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. I love like the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I love um, Journey, like their old yeah. stuff. There's. Just- I was so into Journey as like a little, well, they were they were actually the popular music when I was young. So, right. yeah, I love it. It was journey. just like theatrical. Like yes. you could really get through all of your feelings while listening to a <laughs> journey. I know my son, because he's 13, he'll listen to Journey and he's like, Mom, this just takes me back. And I'm like, Takes me back. So when you <laughs> were like what? three, like, okay. Oh. But I love, he always follows my music. Like he's like, I love this. And I'm like, Yeah, nice. yeah, because this is classic. Like, yeah, you better. <laughs> so did you start just collecting like band memorabilia? No, um, I I didn't really collect. I started collecting vinyl a little bit later, like maybe in my late teens. Um, but it was just kind of the aesthetic. So I started vintage clothes, you know, and as a teenager and anything, you know, that seemed to give off like the 60s, 70s vibe to me. So a lot of mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bell yeah. bottoms. Anything fringe. weed related. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's obligatory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? You have so to. that's Some peace signs. Yes, absolutely. Stickers, old vintage stickers. Oh, that's what a patches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just saw a patch, and it's like, um, it's through some vintage shop on Instagram that they made, but it's got like the little French poodle on it. Okay, the fifties French poodle, and then the fifties hand lettering, and it just says, "Remember who the fuck you are." Yes. Do I need this for a non-existent (laughs) denim jacket? I I know. What can I put this on? Well, did you, so you grew up here. Did you spend, like, where were you thrifting at in Idle Falls at the time? Did you stay local or did you? Yeah, um, I didn't start thrifting really heavily till I left. But I would, you know, just the DI. And then there was, I think, the Humane Society thrift oh, store. Oh, when it was still. When it, yeah, when a it was. A good thrift store. Not so smelly. When you got to Boise where you're just like, holy shit, yeah. there's tons. Because there is. There's so many There's so in Boise. many down there. It's so awesome. Yeah. So yeah, and even then I didn't I didn't get super into collecting until we f- like fell into it accidentally when we started selling. Um it was I always liked vintage things. I always had like a couple little things in my house and I always bought vintage t-shirts if I found them. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't get really really into like decor and stuff until selling it. And you're like, "Oh, there's a market for this." Yeah, and it wasn't even that. It was like I think this is cool. I don't have a place for it. So I'm going to sell it because I know that there's someone else out there that's going to think this is cool. Uh, and it just kind of. So does your snowballed. husband collect? Did he, he do thrifting too? He he definitely thrifts. Um, He doesn't collect things like I do. He collects gear. So. Oh, kind of like Eric does. <laughs> we have. And I'm sure. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have all the microphones and guitars and rack gear and i don't even know um but we i guess how would you like to hear a story about this yes yes started? absolutely okay 
so we're living in Boise. This is, I don't even know, 10, no, probably not that long, eight, nine years ago. Um, and my husband's hours had been cut back. It was kind of after the big economic downturn of 2007, mm-hmm. 2008, whatever. So his hours were cut back to part-time. I had had to quit my job because um, I have severe rheumatoid arthritis and I couldn't work anymore. And then I ended up getting pregnant. And anyway, so we're, we're living a family of three on one part-time income. You're like, thanks, universe. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> so just accidentally, my husband was shopping Craigslist for a guitar because um, he, at 30 years old, he decided to learn how to play guitar, which nice. he totally did. Oh, um, and he's like, I think I want uh, an electric. And of course, I'm like, dude, we can't afford a guitar. <laughs> you know, what are you thinking? Did you just give him the look? Like, oh, I was just like, are you? A, we have $8 in the bank account. You know, it's just something crazy. But he found a guitar on Craigslist that came with an amplifier for $35. And so Whoa. he's like, well, I really want a guitar and I can buy this for $35 and sell the amplifier and make a couple of bucks, and then I'll have my guitar. So he he did it, and the amp sold right away. I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of interesting. So we found another guitar, a guitar he didn't want, but it was like 50 bucks, and it was worth 150. So he buys a guitar and sells it. And so that just kind of snowballed into any kind of music equipment. Um, And in Boise, it is ridiculous. It's just like... (laughs) people must move to Boise to become musicians and then their dreams die. I don't know. (laughs) And then they're like, wait, I'm in Boise. Yeah. There's no scene. What are you, what are you trying to pull? (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So we would buy guitars and amplifiers and microphones and all kinds of crap for, you know, less than half of what they're worth and resell them. And that kind of led us in down different roads to like vintage, um, receivers like stereo receivers oh, which were right. also really easy to find there and worth it all. um wow yeah so it's that's like home decor in rexburg yes it's exactly <laughs> oh yeah like yeah home decor in rexburg you're so right so that's what we were doing to pay the bills oh shit and the more we got into it, the more we're like well obviously the vintage shit's worth more so we got more and more into the vintage side of it but when we moved back here that's just not available here. Like either A, people don't realize it's worth money, which is a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Or B, I mean, there's obviously not as many musicians here or people with that dream. So we kind of had to abandon that side of it. But the more I was watching auctions and going to yard sales and stuff, I'm like, well, here's all this cool vintage shit that I like. I bet I could sell that. And you guys have the selling experience yeah. from selling the audio stuff. Exactly. Now, were you doing that like through eBay or through Craigslist? Through eBay. eBay and then Reverb is another yeah. specific you I know, only know audio. Because of Eric Dahl. Yes. <laughs> I'm the only I'm certain. I, I don't want to know that. about it. Don't no. talk about it. You don't need to know about it. <laughs> no. So the husband basically stopped selling, uh, more or less, once we moved here. Because he had a much better job. We didn't actually need the income anymore. And it just wasn't available. So I was like, well, I need something to do and, you know, a little pocket money. So, so yeah, yeah, I just dove on in. So did you, so do you just kind of went with like what you thought was cool instead of like, I guess in the beginning yeah. researching, like this is worth X amount or this sold on eBay for X Yeah. Amount. Yeah. It's, I never bought shit I didn't like. I'm only asking for validation because that's also what I do. <laughs> nice. Like, I'm just I like, know. I like this enough. Somebody else is going to buy yeah. it. Yeah. Or I think, yeah. I think 
like this is there's this amazing thing that nobody appreciates but me but there's probably somebody out there that will think it's cool like nobody in Idaho Falls is gonna think this is cool but somebody somewhere exactly there's always somebody right I feel like too like you said here it is hard to really sell anything Mm -hmm. because we live in the land of my friend can do that yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh it's so yeah. true That's so true. it's you know even like as a hairdresser like charging some prices for it like i don't do uh event styling anymore mm. because i was just burned on it but it was it was the ever the tale of like i could never raise my prices on it oh wow because I would never be busy if that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And it's similar to that with like trying to sell stuff, like say through Facebook marketplace. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I never, I tried once or twice when I just had a bunch of shit I wanted to get rid of. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that one's like more are, work than it's, it's worth. Totally. <laughs> like they're asking 10,000 questions. Yeah. Like, and then like, and then want I want to come over to your house and like stare at it for 30 minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm like that awkward, like, are you going to buy it? Like, what are we get doing? Get out of my here? kitchen. Why are you looking at <laughs> well then or you'll have like there was a tiktok i saw where it says like there's one guy sitting in a room and then the door opens it says hi is this available and then the person goes yeah it is and then the person in the door is just staring <laughs> just nothing and then just shuts the door and leaves <laughs> that's and I like, all oh, i that needed is, to know that is exactly, exactly what it's it. like yeah. so when you started selling like on ebay mm-hmm. What did you find was like the your target kind of market or was it all over the place? I'm so mm. we've talked to dealers that have worked in like shops and yeah. sales and but we've yet to talk to somebody that dealt on the eBay side. Yeah. Um yeah, kind of all over the place. A lot of just collectors, you know, people that collect specific things and I happen to have that specific thing. Um but I also supplied like um props for film and TV a few times which was oh. not ever an intention, but it just worked out that way like people are looking for you know legit shit from the 60s to put on their tv show that's a job i want that job yeah wouldn't that be fun to be property manager yeah oh man (laughs) but the the listeners are gonna think i'm just obsessed with tiktok there's a guy (laughs) on tiktok she is Um, guys over on it's like the nightly news for me over on tiktok um which this weekend was stressful for me okay i thought it was going to be gone yeah so i don't even I, i don't I'm not going to dive deep into it. It was just basically a scare tactic. Well, I, okay, so it's got a really particular algorithm. So, like, once you start liking stuff, like, it will just show you those things. So, Mm -hmm. like, I like gardening and vintage stuff (laughs) and jokes. They're probably like, oh, this cute little 80-year-old woman is on TikTok. (laughs) But there was, um, there's a guy on there that's a prop master and he owns Mm -hmm. a prop company. Awesome. And he shows how, like, breakaway stuff works or, like, fake glass or... How, like, plastic bags don't make noise. Okay? <laughs> so they get into the Foley side there. <laughs> yeah. I love Foley stuff, okay? It's on yes. my resume. Foley artist. That says Foley lover. I Foley <laughs> love you. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? It's my curious mind. I have to Don't know. be sorry, Sam. Own it. <laughs> I love TikTok. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm just going to own it from now on. I know my daughter gets Fair annoyed enough. with me because I do watch the TikTok, but when they post it on Instagram, yeah, she's like, "Mom, just get TikTok." And I'm like, "No, like they post it on Instagram." Yeah, <laughs> I don't need another fucking app. <laughs> no, <laughs> true. That's it's exactly. replaced Facebook. Like, I, Facebook is a dumpster fire. <laughs> Facebook's pretty awful. So it's a nice, and I just like lay in before my melatonin kicks in because I'm 85, <laughs> and then I go to bed. There you go. So sidebar nation. Sorry, guys. Yeah. TikTok sidebar. 
<laughs> so yeah, that would be cool to sell. Do they ever tell you what show it's going to be on? The or- only one I ever knew was for Young Sheldon, which I never saw. No, I didn't watch it, but I. I've heard of it. Yeah, so it was like a spinoff of Big Bang, right? Yeah. 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 It was a garbage can. Like this fantastic Lincoln Beautyware garbage can. (laughs) Whoa. And where did you find that? Like, where'd you get that garbage can? I think just at a yard sale, if I remember correctly. I mean, I paid like a buck for it. I don't know. (laughs) I love yard sales. Me too. So when you were like buying to fill your shop, did you have... Like, what was your process to go and find stuff? Was it like an all-the-time thing you were doing? Um, no, I I love thrifting, so I'm always all about the thrift stores. Um, and I would go just for fun. I wouldn't set out like I have to find, you know, $100 worth of merchandise today yeah. or whatever. It was never like that. So a lot of thrift stores, uh, my absolute favorite, favorite thing are church rummage sales. <gasps> They are yeah. the best. So they anytime are. there's a church rummage sale, I will be there. <laughs> and we have a couple really great ones here. Yeah. In yeah, town absolutely. that they do. Which I don't, did they do them this year? Uh, a couple did. I think I made it to two. But yeah, a lot of them, for good reason, did right. not. So, yeah. I'm yeah a, not so many this year. Still, I, there was a 1950s like, card table, maybe late 50s, early 60s. At the one over on South Boulevard. Mm-hmm. But they wanted like $40. Oh. And I was like, that's guys. I'm super cheap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and I, I actually, I bucks. think that's really, not that well, I think the cheap part's great too, because I'm also cheap. <laughs> I think that's really great that you didn't like set a schedule for yourself, because I imagine that would take the fun out of it really Yeah, quickly. it had to be fun. It had to be something I wanted to do, or I wouldn't do it. Right. Why would you? <laughs> and did you find like... I'm just like hyper interested in yeah. the whole process. So when you, you would go and shop and then take your stuff home, did you photograph it a certain way? Like, did you have a setup oh, yeah. for that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I kind of, and my husband as well, when he was selling, we like prided ourselves and things had to be spotless. So it would go through every single item, like a super detailed cleaning process. Which I appreciate because mm-hmm. I hate it when they right. put stuff on and it's like $60 and there's like, but. All you need to do is wash it. I'm like, no, yeah, I, like, it's I'm filthy. Yeah. yeah. I hate that like, in any type of buying of used yeah. situation, like on Facebook or wherever you go, I look at something and I'm like, I wouldn't, why are you putting this on here so fucking filthy? Yeah. Gross. Like, what? I, just I wipe it down. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm like so like a little proud. So I'm like, I don't want people to think my house looks like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's Gross. true too. <laughs> Like I, somebody brought me a cookbook from a rummage sale and like the picture, it didn't look that dirty. And then when I got it, was it so gross? It was like it had sat on the top of somebody's microwave for 30 years. Uh, oh. And I was like trying to clean it and the cleaner was just turning the dirt into like Mud. grease. And <laughs> I just gross. threw it away. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's no, there's no point in me going like, I want to make a delicious meal for my family With and then get the plague part. cookbook yeah. out. Yes. Because that is yeah. so gross. Well, and I love to like thrift and go to estate sales and rummage sales like that because I feel like I get an inside look mm-hmm. at somebody's one, their collection in their yeah. life. It's the same as why I love to look on Zillow. Yeah. For houses for sale. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old houses. I don't give a shit about new houses. I know. <laughs> no. If it's a house that I've been like looking at, I'm like, oh my God, it's for sale. Yes. Let's look inside. Especially in your neighborhood. Yeah. So Liberace's mansion that just sold around. Do you know which one I'm talking about? It was the white house on the Uh corner. Did you guys see the before pictures? No. (laughs) And it's 
like that. It's like a weird, like train car style house. Like it's really long. It's very long. Yeah. Yeah. And was there like some really old lady that lived there? There was, I think she was 96 living there by herself. I thought the house was vacant. I lived in that neighborhood <laughs> for four years thinking the house was vacant, but like obviously well-maintained, like lawn guys came and did the lawn. People would come and remove the snow literally never saw anyone come or go and i walked my dog past that house twice a day every day (laughs) so when i found out there's literally this old lady living in there by herself i was like oh my god that poor old woman like she doesn't get any visitors oh my god yeah like oh but the house was 100 percent original and they were obviously very wealthy I mean, the, the whole neighborhood was like wealthy people in the 60s, basically. Yeah. yeah. Eric said it was like the doctor neighborhood. It was. It I'm was like, like the doctors and the lawyers and congressmen even. And um, <laughs> But so, yeah, this house was like, I think it was one of the latest ones built. It was built in 1970. It was like one of the last ones in the neighborhood because it was pushing out toward uh, Roland Dead there. And everything was like super plush, like. Every room was a different color, obviously, and the carpet matched. There was, I shit you not, three-inch pad under the carpet. I watched it come out of there. So it must have just been like walking on a damn marshmallow. I hope they did not have pets. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I could kind of see her petting like a giant white cat. (laughs) (laughs) Like Dr. Evil. Just sitting at the window. Yeah. And it was like blue and red. And I mean, it was just insanity. And there was like wrought iron everything and like statues so many fucking statues and gilded everything oh and, yeah they kind of looked like they had Amazing. outdoor sirocco yeah but not it was yeah. where sirocco because <laughs> it looks i mean it looks it's gaudy yeah oh yeah like the inside is like it was a million like times worse custom built home oh yeah <laughs> they was fancy I know. That's I what I always I think with custom built homes. I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking when you did that? <laughs> like, <laughs> you were like, yes, Seriously. gold, everything. Yes. It's probably the same thing people think when they come to my house and see my wallpaper. No, your wallpaper. No, your wallpaper. Thank you. So, yeah, because we're building and I like literally I'm like, oh, my God, is somebody going to come in and be like, why the hell did she paint it this color? <laughs> and I'm like, I like it. God damn it. Because <laughs> it's my house. Fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here. Which this is what Liberace's wife said. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Did they have an estate sale at that house? They didn't. I was hoping and hoping and hoping they would. And in fact, when the family, her family must have been all in Utah because I would see people come after the house went up for sale with Utah plates and were cleaning stuff out. I was like, are you guys having an estate sale? And they're like, no. They're like, no, we're just throwing it away. You. You're like, hi, I'm asking that. I was told, I, buy some shit. I checked that dumpster. You better believe it. Every time I walked by, like, okay, what's in there? I've driven by that house, the, the state sale that was on 6th Street. Yeah. Like four times to watch <laughs> to for see a if dumpster. they're going to dumpster it. Yeah. Because there's still That's so much stuff in that house. Totally. They didn't move a lot of it. Yeah. No. It no. Was too it's way too expensive. <laughs> and they didn't haggle worse shit. I know. I know. Yeah. It was the company that came up. They were from out of town. Yeah. And um, I went back the second day and I was, this is the, uh, we talk about this estate sale in Emily and Kim Kwame's episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I went back the next day and I was like, do you guys have a great day yesterday? And the lady just like picked her head up and she goes, <laughs> no. And I, in my brain, was like, well, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And she goes, 
I've never done a sale in Idaho. She goes, we maybe sold $200 yesterday. And 30 of it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I was like, oh, I'm glad I greased your pockets. (laughs) And when you were like, so when you were going to sales and stuff like that, I never really looked at like prices of things from a retail perspective. Yeah. In a resale. Yeah. So... I, I'm cheap. I'm just cheap. So I would never pay even 50% of retail ever. Mm. Um, I mean, there's tons of people that get by on like 15% profit. And I'm like, well, fuck no. It's not worth it. It's not worth my time. No, <laughs> like, especially yeah. if it's not your like full-time gig. Yeah. Like, or you're not in a, an estate sale company owner. Yeah. It's just like reselling your shit. Yeah. Yeah. So... On my husband's side of thing, when he was doing music, he would go up to 50% because music is a super easy sell. You don't get a lot of returns or issues. So he was cool with that. But I'm like, no. I mean, it's got to be worth at least triple what I'm paying for, at least. I love that so much. <laughs> and it, I mean, it, it worked for me. I mean, there's, well, there's yeah, tons of shit I could have bought yeah. that was priced higher than that. And yeah, I still mm-hmm. could have made money on it. But I'm like, it's not worth my time. It's not worth my, the stress for me. Because it is super time consuming. I think that's something people really don't think about from the cleaning to the photographing to the listing to the packing. I mean, it's. Yeah, because when you list hours. it, you literally have to like explain every the whole. Detail. And if you want it to sell and you want it to stay sold, the more time and effort you're going to put into it. Because, yeah, I imagine the return aspect on vintage items is probably kind of large. It's not, but people who buy vintage things and collectors are picky (laughs) so i found out real early on you best take a picture of every blemish on that item because if you don't you're gonna hear about it when they get it i mean everything even like a scratch you have to hold just right in the light to see you better fucking hold it in that light and take that photo because they'll find it so I think I only ever got one item actually returned, um, but probably, I don't know. I kind of pride myself in not getting a lot of returns, a lot of issues, but I probably had one in 20 items where people weren't super happy when they got the item. I mean, to the point where like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, blah, blah, blah was wrong with this item. I'm like, well, fucking idiot it's in the listing why didn't why didn't you realize that you why know what i mean well and thing? also it's vintage it's I like know. it's not gonna be <laughs> it ain't gonna be freaking new like yeah when i buy stuff i expect like it to have something yeah like we like i bought a bunch of pyrex for us and one of the bowls is like totally scratched up and a little woman looked at me she's like i wouldn't buy that and i'm like why it's a really good bowl right it's still, it's a, still a bowl I can put <laughs> potato salad in it yeah. it's like it's fine like, yeah and that's how I am too like I don't care a shit for me but for yeah, right. the people you're selling to like yeah yeah well and be. I just bought a set of Chromex canisters the spun aluminum oh, they're awesome. like my holy grail canisters yeah. and the lady was like taking all these pictures of the lids and I was like she's like there's a crack here and I was like okay whatever and then she was like, so did you see the crack? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, yeah. am I like overlooking something? But uh, She's to, just covering her ass. Right. Yeah. And to, yeah. Me, yeah, oh, and yeah. to me, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like Jill said, I fully expect to buy stuff that has some wear. Mm-hmm. If I'm like the only thing I'm super particular about is the stuff that's going to cost more than what I would spend. Like, yeah. At the DI. So, like, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, before you leave, I have to show you um, that I got my first item of Victorian morning jewelry. Oh, awesome. 
and yeah. it is a 52 inch chain what? that each link is hand yes. it's a three strand she's blade. very proud of this. oh wow okay and it, it creeps me out exquisite <laughs> now it's awesome so and that's, that's i think that's the only time that i get like those the people that are like show yeah. me all the flaws yeah yeah I, and, and it wasn't everyone i mean some people get the item and they're just fucking stoked and they're like send you the nicest message like thank you i've been looking for this piece for like 10 years i'm so excited thank you for shipping it out so fast you know they're just so happy to have it which makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside right. you know yeah. I'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna do this again <laughs> <laughs> like i did that <laughs> yeah, totally like you're taking not only are you hunting for yourself and for your collection yeah you're like you're creating this whole story for this item of where yeah. it's going to go next. Like yeah, absolutely. The pictures I bought, I sold um, those portraits I bought. Mm -hmm. I sold some of them to somebody back east. Nice. And yeah. I was like, when that man was sitting in church, oh, which I'm going to sidebar that. I'll come back to it. When he was sitting in church <laughs> drawing those portraits, he never thought anybody would, one, see them, yeah. buy them, or send them to somebody else ah, to love. Absolutely. So the world is small, and we're learning this, right? Yes. And my neighbor, who is in his 90s, mm -hmm. he, I saw him at that estate sale and he was buying some like brand new like metal wine holder that was like in the shape of an airplane. <laughs> Sweet. And okay. He, yes. and I don't think he drinks. So I was like, okay. He's like, it's a toilet paper holder. And he saw that I bought the pictures, <laughs> right? So the other day I pull in the driveway and it's kind of one of those, like, if he makes eye contact with you, you're going to spend yeah, yeah. 30 minutes yeah. in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of those neighbors. So he goes, hey, did you buy stuff from that sale? And I was like, yeah, I totally did. And I told him, he goes, like, you bought the pictures, right? The portraits. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah. And he goes, that guy, and he said his name, I have known him since I was 13 years old. Whoa. And then he started to tell me, like, their history, this guy's backstory, oh, wow. all about his life. He's still alive. He lives in Utah. Oh, now. wow. Nice. Oh. But he was telling, like, I, I got a whole other side of the yeah. estate sale in, like, this serendipitous way. Very cool. And it was just fulfilled my... You're like, yes. It just come full circle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, what, so what do you collect in your home now? Because I find that dealers tend yeah. to really pare down their stuff and get kind of particular. Yeah, I'm not super particular about items i don't know i i think i said when i sent you an email that like i stopped buying anything i'm not going to use because otherwise i would just buy it all mm -hmm. <laughs> it i know it's really hard to pass up like you it know is. you won't use it but it's it's like especially where i'm like newly not selling you know <laughs> it's so hard it was really hard to go to that estate sale we were talking about and not buy shit that i'm like i know that would sell i know that would sell i know that would sell but i don't need it it Maybe was we should have really you, like, hard to leave behind. As our back door, send a picture. <laughs> will this sell? Yeah. And then we'll send Feel you a free. commission. Feel free. We'll yeah. commission you. You can still yeah. be in the game. You could like our consultant. Oh, <laughs> behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Um, yeah. So now I'm still looking for a few items for my house. Um, like I need a vintage lampshade, but a very particular one. And I... We'll know it when I see it, but I haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. um, I buy vintage t-shirts if I find them. They're hard to find. Like, I like late 70s, early 80s t-shirts. And they're hard to find. You can find men's extra large, but that don't work for me. Right. There's <laughs> one t-shirt that is, a, it's a ringer t-shirt mm -hmm. that I found totally at okay. it. I love, I love a ringer <laughs> t-shirt. Yes, they're the best. We found, so my friend and I, we were in high school. 
And we went to, we were hitting the garage sale circuit mm-hmm. one Saturday. And there was the Lutheran Church on Roland Debt. Yes. There was their rummage sale. Which was a pretty good one. Super good. And we're going through and there's piles of clothes on tables. Yeah. Right? We're in high school. So we're like, fuck yeah, let's find some cool <laughs> shit. Tear through. I pull a ringer t-shirt out and on the back it says Diamond. And on the front is a portrait of Neil Diamond oh from the God, 70s. Yes. And it's that like perfectly worn <laughs> yes. vintage tee. And my friend looked at me and she goes, I want that. And I was and like, like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> it's mine. So I look at her and I'm like, no, I'm keeping it. And like fully aware that it was going to be snug. Yeah. Okay. That's so right. I put it in my bag. I had I held on to that fucking T-shirt for 10 years. Hell yeah. And then it didn't fit anymore. And I was like, Aww. hey. Remember that Neil Diamond? <laughs> <laughs> she looks at me. She goes, yeah. And I was like, it's your turn. <laughs> and so Aww, now she gets to wear nice. the Neil Diamond. Oh, that's right. I know. And it looks like we're gigantic Neil Diamond fans. Yeah, but, but you're like, it's just a fucking t-shirt. I don't even care. Vintage tea. I know yeah. my husband has a couple vintage sheets that I sneak out. And then he'll be like, where's that t-shirt? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. I'll be like, just closing your It's probably still in know. the washer. I'll, I'll go find it. I have no idea where it's at. So do you like, do you like ringer tees? Do you like baseball tees? Do you not I don't really care. <laughs> I like ringer tees, but I don't really care. You're gonna, I'm going to have to get your size so that when I'm out Yeah, it's, you. well, God, vintage sizes suck ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a ladies large. Yeah, I know. You know I'm, I'm like, like it's I, snug. Yeah, yeah I've gone snug. snug. Oh, I'm like, yeah, this is a large and I'll hold it up and I'm like, it's tiny. <laughs> Oh, For the good. listeners at home, Kelly is a, a woman small at best now. In in like modern yeah. sizes, yeah, I'm I'm generally a small. She's a teeny but little cutie. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. I you know I learned like recently within the last year or so because you don't learn to shop from your measurements like growing up. It's just yeah. like here's your sizing. Yeah, now yeah. guess. Yeah, totally. So now when I shop, I keep like a measuring tape with me or I know oh, my measurements so I yeah. can do a flat. That's smart. That's very smart. Because you can't like if you're shopping for vintage clothing, you cannot rely on your straight oh, God, size no. now. No, it's re- oh. I mean the size difference is no. amazing. What were they eating or not eating? Like, that's what I want to know. I'm like, why have we evolved so big? Like, what happened? I was texting Melissa Da about that last sale because I was like, okay, so did everyone wear corsets up until like the 90s? And I wasn't aware of it. Because I bought a couple of skirts and they were women's size 7, 8. I cannot zip them up. Not even close. What the fuck? Like, why? Yeah, their <laughs> waist. Like this they have a 16 out. inch waist. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, this, what the fuck? <laughs> no. Well, and so Melissa bought some stuff from that because mm-hmm. I told her too. I was like, dude, there's great vintage clothes there, here. There was, yeah. But Melissa bought this jumpsuit and she sends me a picture. She goes, I've never had this issue, but the ankles are tight. And so she took it off and she looked and the woman had taken the ankles in. Oh, and I was like, what? who has that problem? <laughs> Who has ever tried something on and be like, it fits everywhere but my ankles. We must take these in 10 inches. Well, do you, I remember in the early 80s pegging my pants. Yeah. Yep. So I did too. It might have been that kind of era. She's like, I got pegged that shit. It was. Got to show off my sexy like thin ankles. 80s. Yeah. I know my daughter was like really trying to roll her up. pants up. And I'm like, girl, we did that back yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> That's not something cool. You don't even know. That's how I feel shopping at Target right now. Like walking through the teeth. <gasps> oh, section. my God, I did. <laughs> I was like, this is a catalog that I got in the mail. <laughs> I know. 
Oh, I was with my is. daughter. We were getting her something for her soccer uniform. I was like, oh, I used to have that one as a kid. And I used to have mm-hmm. that as a kid. And ooh, they brought those back. Yeah. Glad to see that fabric is still itchy <laughs> as fuck. And how did they not change? Like that glitter. But then uh, in the back of my mind, my mom's saying, I told you, I, you should uh, right? hold on to those stuff. And I'm like. Oh, and I hear that. I told you it looked fucking ridiculous. <laughs> In my brain. <laughs> or I get my mom telling me in the like early 90s, like, oh, yeah, I used to wear that shit in the 60s. And I'm like, yes. No. I know. I used to this hate that. I'm like, totally no, you modern. <laughs> you weren't cool, mom. Yeah. And now I caught myself saying that to my children. I'm like, oh, I'm, damn it. I'm totally my mom. I used to wear my mom's 60s mini dresses in high school. And my, mo- my mom is 5'10". I'm like barely 5'5". Five five. And so on me, I mean, there were still mini dresses. But yeah. I try to imagine them on my mom. Like her ass must have been. Barely covered. Barely. Barely. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that was the style. And go-go boots. She had white, uh, white yeah. go-go oh, boots. Yeah. She was a fancy lady. Was that here in town? No. In fact, she grew up in Bedford, Wyoming. I don't know if y'all are familiar <laughs> with Star Valley. Yeah. She was a farm girl. But she was, she was hip. Muck and stalls in a <laughs> mini dress. She didn't do any of that shit. She had little brothers. <laughs> She was wearing mini That's why she was wearing the mini skirts because right? the brothers were doing yeah, the other shit. She was wearing mini skirts. I fucking get it. Riding around on Honda dirt bikes. I don't know. Fuck, I love that. My mom was like um, never super like feminine or girly or those types of things. So I, there's pictures of her always in like flowy, drapey stuff with like waist length blonde hair. Mm, yeah, my mom too. And then there's one picture that's like I was trying to emulate my entire middle school career and it was her. In a pair of overalls with like one side drop down, the ringer <laughs> yes. tee with the stripes. That's that was like my you know eighth grade outfit. Her <laughs> eyes filled with teenage rage. Yeah, yeah, that was my life. And then the other one, which I did emulate, was my mom in a faux fur jacket smoking outside of her high school. <laughs> yes, I could see you doing that one for yeah, sure. I didn't smoke outside of the high school, but I'm I had a faux fur. Yeah, yep, yep. And my grandpa was funny. My grandpa knew that she was smoking. And my grandpa, ever the conniving ass, even though it was the best way, he dropped her off and then circled back a block and (laughs) pulled back in and is just making the most eye contact with her. Like, yeah, I fucking see you. I I know what you're doing. And then my mom looking, knowing she's been had. Yes. Oops. Yeah. (laughs) It happens. You can get away with anything. No. So um, we were talking about your collection now and we're talking about, so you have your vintage teas, but then you also collect, and I think that it is so sweet, is squirrels. Which I, I shit you not, I didn't know I collected squirrels until my daughter's like, (laughs) oh, you bought another squirrel. It's your animal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Squirrel's my spirit animal. I didn't (laughs) even know. (laughs) Yeah. My daughter is nine and she's, uh, she's awesome, but she's very like, she tells you how it is. She tells me how it is all the time. Uh, yeah, she's like, oh, another squirrel. I'm like, what do you mean another fucking squirrel? She's like, there's a squirrel. There's a squirrel. There's a squirrel. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess I like squirrels. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. I, uh... Yeah, squirrels are fucking awesome. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you don't realize it until somebody points it yeah. out and it's like, no, I'm not crazy. Yeah, shut it. <laughs> Leave it alone. I'm going to turn you into a squirrel. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we have a lot of squirrels around our house, you know? I don't know. Did that just start because you thought they were like, is it the same thing that happens to me? I'm like, well, this is cute. I guess I don't know, but like the I don't have like animals are cute. They're super cute. Like, I think they're that's cute. it. They're cute. I don't know, and I'm not like a real cutesy person in general terms, but I'm. I'm I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the squirrels. <laughs> well, 
it. Okay, so I have to know what was the song playing on that? The event? I don't know. Oh, shit. I was really hoping someone could tell me. It to me, it does sound familiar. Yeah. But I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, maybe you should put it on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah, I totally should. Because I don't I would love to know what it is. Yeah, because I was like listening and I had my headphones in. Yeah. There was what so Kelly it? posted this adorable little music box. I'll share it on the Instagram from hers. And it is this a squirrel in a tree and then a squirrel that's like being spun on like this little ceramic base. Yeah, it's a dancing baby squirrel. And my favorite thing about it is my daughter and I were at an estate sale and I found it and I was like, oh, this is so cute. And I at first I didn't realize it was a uh, music box. Mm-hmm. So I went to turn it over to turn the music box on and the little squirrel fell off and I was like, oh, it's broken. You know, because the little squirrel just uh-huh. fell off and rolled away. So I had turned it a couple times. I sat it down. I picked up the baby squirrel and just sat it back on there. I'm like, well, I didn't break it. So I'm going to walk away. <laughs> right? It was like that, guys. Right? And then I hear it. And I was like, oh, it, it's working. And I turned around. And the baby squirrel is dancing on the music box. I was, so like, it was like, oh, my God. It's magnet. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I'm buying it. <laughs> yeah. Mine. See, stuff like that, you just can't not. Uh, right? Okay. I, think I, I think I paid 50 cents for it. So I was like. Oh, that's perfect. It's amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> that happens to me. I'll, I'll pick something up and I'm like, oh, and then I see the price. I'm like, well, there's no reason to leave it here. Right. I can't leave it I behind know. for that. I'm like, they're giving it away for free, practically. Yeah. yeah. It's like the buy the two for three or whatever. And you're like, or just a dollar fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saving so much money by spending more. Money. Yes. Yeah. By buying it off. No. See, and we really, my husband really likes to collect like vintage books and mm. antique books. Okay. And to what, me, I'm what like, does he do with them? I do that. They sit on the shelf they and just, be pretty. They're pretty. Yeah. That's all right. And I'm like, okay, I'm I guess I could start like, <laughs> and he loves them. I think when uh, this is, I don't know why he loves them, actually. <laughs> well, my husband's been collecting like old newspapers. Uh, <laughs> is, he like, a, is he a hoarder, honey? <laughs> no, I'm like, <laughs> some of them are cool, and I'm actually going to frame them and put them in an office, but others, I'm like, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I feel like we should just keep it. Justin, posterity and shit. That sale on 6th Street, there was an entire set of Encyclopedia Britannica. Yes. And he goes, there was, and I was going to, and I'm like, where are you going to put it? Yeah. We have Google. Yeah. I understand. We don't need that. And half of of that shit doesn't even like, is not even factual anymore. Yeah. I'm like, and I just look at him and I'm like, do not go back and buy that. No. You're going to sleep in the basement forever if you go back and buy Encyclopedia Britannica's. <laughs> He's at, so my husband didn't grow up antiquing or thrifting or any of that mm-hmm. at all. So he's in the the infancy oh, yeah. stage. So he's where he wants to buy all the things probably. Yeah, you haven't found your niche. Yeah. No, we went to Goodwill the other day because he works a lot. And um, I was like, hey, we're going to head over to the Goodwill. You want to meet us there? And he met us there and he took the baby. And I was like, hell yeah baby free thrifting. <laughs> I'm get my shop on. I come back to them in the cart and my son has a fake plastic Halloween sword and then he had four costume hats um, an artichoke <laughs> that I put away <laughs> he bought this gigantic ceramic artichoke and I'm looking at a cart and I'm like why are you buying this and he yeah. goes well it's great and he bought like a coffee cup and we don't need any more coffee cups but he bought these four costume hats from the goodwill that were marked up at least 200 oh yeah 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 yeah. the hell to just take to work to give to his work co-workers is a joke (laughs) at least he's giving him away i was like please don't bring that home (laughs) so yeah when we go 
to any sale together, I have to like curb his enthusiasm. Yeah, see, yeah. and my husband, he'll like see something and he'll like it. And I'm like, well, you better get it because it's not going to be there. Yeah. And he'll be like, no, I'll think about it. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> think about Jeez. it. In your There's only one of these. <laughs> I, my husband is funny. He buys clothes. He's become a total clothes horse since we started thrifting on the regular. And, you know, he never pays more than a few bucks for anything, so it's not a big deal. But I have to, like, cull his closet because the bar is sagging from <laughs> having so many clothes on it. <laughs> and I, it, it's awesome. Like, I, I love the shitty buys. Like, he buy has good taste, you know, but I'm like, there's too much. <laughs> yeah, this is... This one's going, this one's going. One in, one out. One in, one out. Seriously, we need to, we need to institute the I one just in, went one out rule. That's like my rule off, for myself. But. Right? Yeah, because I... I now I'm like pretty particular about what I'm going to buy. And if I know it's something I'm going to come across multiple times, I just, I'm like, okay, this is not the one yet. But like the other day I went to the Goodwill and you know, I fucking hate it, but they have like the bags of stuff hanging. Yes. Melissa and Eric love the bags. Which I'm like, I fucking hate the bag. I I don't want all the rest of the shit in the bag. I want one thing. They like give me anxiety or something. Like I don't know. What if I miss something? I know. Like I I feel like if I don't stare hard enough at the bag, like yeah. And they all are for some reason kind of cloudy. Yeah, I don't know what they're using. But there was so I'm walking (laughs) through and I by myself is before I had to get my son from daycare, and I see this little chicken rooster alarm clock i'll show it to you before you leave it's definitely from the 60s and it's like got the glow in the dark numbers and the glow in the dark alarm hand but it's like three inches tall and i only had to debate on it because the rest of the shit in the bag (laughs) you didn't want it was a fucking whisk with the handle peeling a pepper like milk can pepper shaker that had pepper in it still (laughs) and then a cocktail strainer and then a Rubbermaid measuring cup and a funnel. <laughs> and I was like, wow, y'all really put the best side of in here with just like, just that's how they shit. get you. That There's is. like the oh. one good item and then the rest is crap. Totally. And then it's your responsibility to throw you it have. away. Then, then have, it's on you. I have yeah. re-donated at the checkout. Like the lamps yeah. that I buy, if it has a shade, I just take it off and I go, I don't need this. And I don't want to drive around to the side of the building. <laughs> and the cashier's like... Uh. I'm like, no, I, I have a very particular use for this. Yeah, and it does I not require this. a shade. Well, shit, you got to start sending me your shade because I need a shade. Okay. Stop a picture when you're going to buy it. Be like, Are you Kelly, do you need like, this drum shade? Shades? Maybe. I'm just going to send just you. Just send me all the things. You with <laughs> no, I don't shade. want like a fabric pleated shade. I'll tell you that right now. But no. my, the lamp is like 50s. Okay. I'll keep my eyes built. Yeah. I do keep the drum shades because I strip the fabric off and I use it as a garden trellis oh, or like as nice. a like frost protector I oh cover, yeah totally covered cover plastic with, yeah genius and so I put it over my seedlings I like it I can't walk away from anything <laughs> and I you know I like that. I have quite a, like a my garden in my backyard is kind of big but my mom and I garden at a 4,000 square foot plot oh wow and that's where we grow like stuff that we like preserve or whatever yeah. But it's out in the middle of the country Mm -hmm. and it's like a zone lower than what we are. So we have like three weeks of like frost scares of seedlings out there. So this year I'm going to be looking for big glass punch bowls to put as like little greenhouses. 
I like grew it. up poor, and now I just continue the lifestyle. Of reduce, <laughs> reuse, recycle. I like it. I like it. And don't get rid of anything. Ever. You could use it. If you could use it, you better keep it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I'm i not really like that. <laughs> I'm, I am. I, I'm like, I kind of am, but I'm not. And shit. I come by it honestly. Like, we grew up poor, and then my grandparents were also like, keep everything that you're going to mm. use, even if it's like barely hanging on. Like, the paring knives that would just be down to like the size of a linguine noodle. <laughs> Because they've sharpened it yes. so much. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. stuff like that. And that's my I grandma. think, you know, we talk about it at different times in different episodes, but we move, we're moving, we've moved away from it, but I feel like we're circling back mm-hmm. to finding, like, I don't like single use items. I don't yeah. think, I think that's moving out of favor. Yeah. I would no, hope. I think you're right. But <laughs> I think, you know, it's always. Amongst certain people. <laughs> like, I'm, I know. Some, like, I just watch people and I'm like, dude, you could have totally reused that. Why are you throwing it away? And then my husband's even like, look, he's like, well, we could just, I'm like, nope, don't you, don't, don't go in that garbage and grab that item. No. <laughs> well, you know, you're old when you keep a fucking box. He's like, this is a good box. <laughs> oh my God. I literally. <laughs> I have so many boxes. You don't even know. Or like, this is great for Christmas for those little. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Tissue paper. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm keeping that shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> It's embarrassing. I've started like like if it's crumpled, I'll just like smooth it out. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And I'll put a book on it. Hold, try to hold like, it up, fuck it away. Who's gonna know? It's gonna be re crumpled. Yeah. That's what I this, from my baby shower, my one of my girlfriends, because I hadn't thought of it yet, she sat on the floor and refolded all the tissue paper and all That's the bags. Fantastic. Yeah, I remember. So now <laughs> I just go oh, down. Oh yeah. yeah. I just go downstairs and pull stuff yeah. out and Yep. Oh. Such a chump for buying this. Shit. I know, but then I yeah. forget I have the tissue paper in the bags, and no, then I end I up don't. buying it, and then I find and then them, and much. I'm like, "Bitch, I did it again. <laughs> Why do I always do this?" Well, and it's just that you got to use everything you have. Yeah. When you ship stuff, we'll circle back to this really quick. When mm. you ship stuff, did you buy like new boxes, or did you reuse, or what's the protocol? I. On that? Always reuse if I can. Always, yeah. always, always. Um, all packing materials. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we, we were doing a lot of business that just wasn't even an option, so we'd have to to buy. Right. Um. But yeah, I ordered something from uh, Brandy Evans that was on the show, mm-hmm. and the way it came, I was like, "Why are you adorable top to bottom?" <laughs> she sent it in um a mailer that she made out of like butcher block paper. Yeah. And then the label was made from old sheet music. Oh, wow. And then it had an old picture taped to the front. And the music was Jingle Bells. And then it was handwritten. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it was not. And I was just like, you do all of this? How darling. Well, yeah, because I I got something from Darling Diddy's. And she did the same thing. It was like vintage wrapping paper. And then, like, she had some postcards and an old recipe card. I'm like. Find time. <laughs> yeah, so right? That's where I'd be. I don't game. got time for that shit. I can't like, get into the game to You're <laughs> lucky if it gets in the mail within a week and a half. No doubt. I still have something I have to ship to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of picking through cute shit, it's time for my oh, favorite part no. of the show. I And this time, you'll be so proud, I made it hard for me. Okay. I don't know if that does make me proud. <laughs> like, make you. No. I tried to make it harder for me than you this time. All right. Because you hate me. We'll see. So today we decided to take a little road trip because we need to go to Ikea. So we're Sweet. down in Utah. Okay. We're kind of okay. picking our way down 
to the store. <laughs> and we're right outside of Salt Lake. And the owners of this house, they built it in the early 60s. And they're downsizing to a condo. So it's one of the sales where they're willing to make Those are the best sales nice. ever. And they raised three boys in this house. And okay. they didn't get rid of shit. Nothing. All right. So we walk through the crowded living room. We're not ready to fuck with a bunch of people right now. And we go into the bedrooms and laid out across the bed are Martex towels. And those are, for those of you that don't know, they're like the, they look like embossed towels. Like they have the relief design on them. They're my favorite. Or there's a vintage ringer tees from various activities that the boys have done. So think 70s, 80s. Mm. And we can we can choose a couple from each pile, but you can only do one or the other. I, I got to go with the, the tees. I'm going to have to. Well, I'd like to go for the tees, but I don't think they'd fit me. So I'm going to go with the towels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the towels, too, because they're my new. I bought it one at that last sale. And I'm like, nice. oh, I need my my folks absolutely had those. And I was little. They're mm-hmm. fantastic. Ours were Various shades of brown. Ooh. Oh, stripy. That was a popular. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, okay. Yeah. Which now I look at brown towels and I'm like, oh. <laughs> they remind me of work because we have brown towels oh, yeah. for hair. For hair. Yeah. yeah. For hair dye and stuff. So I just, I see a brown towel and I'm like, oh, hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ooh, hair. so then we, we just weasel down the hallway. We're in the next bedroom and hanging in the corner of the room is a three tiered glass swag light with green glass. And hanging behind it is a large oil painting of, like, wildflowers and poppies in a really great, ornate frame. I'm going to go with the lamp. You know, I was okay until you said it was poppies. (laughs) Told you I made it hard for me. What are you going to pick? It's hard because the the light is on my bucket list. Mm. And I also love floral paintings. I really enjoy how we talk like we're really getting these <laughs> yeah. to put in our we're, house. This is actually coming home with us. Yeah. From uh, imagination land. The universe, you know? I know. I feel um, like this is going to happen. I'm going to go with only because depending on if my mood changes on things, the painting will always fit my aesthetic. Mm. Say it totally true. wouldn't fit mine. So that was easy for me. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with the poppies flower painting. All right. All right. I regret my decision already, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm already upset. I know. I'm like, fuck I know. It was hard because I love both of them. All right. So we finish up with the bedrooms. We didn't really pick through the kitchen. There's not a lot to really look through. She was not a cook. We go downstairs to pick through all the boys' stuff that's been left behind. There's a lot. So we can pick a couple of items from this next set. Okay. You have... There's a collection of miniature glass animals, a glass bar set from the 60s. So think of the ones that would come in their own little carrier. Mm -hmm. Or there's Sirocco wall hangings. There's quite a collection of these. So you can pick two from the three. Okay. That doesn't make it better. (laughs) I'm going to go with the miniature glass animals and the Sirocco. See, I'll go with the barware. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know and what are you picking i think i'm gonna do the barware and the sirocco yeah i think i'm gonna go barware and sirocco yeah all right because where am i gonna put all the little glass animals in a cabinet my grandma has a cabinet in her house (laughs) filled with miniature glass animals my my grandma had like almost like an army (laughs) yeah my grandma had was it thimbles oh sure 
Well, and yeah, I'm currently hunting for things thing. for my printer trays. Mm. Oh, oh that would look adorable with cute little glass animals. And I'm I, so glad you're getting them. I found some at the DI last week. This little yeah. impossibly small ceramic Siamese cat and kittens. Awesome. The cat's like an inch tall and the babies are like Aww. a quarter of an inch. I just want to know the people who are like, I'm going to make miniature baby animals. It was a little like <laughs> the way it was displayed when I bought it was kind of nightmare city. So it's like in a little handmade shadow box. But they decided to use somebody's picture as the background. Oh, weird. But it was sideways. <laughs> and then she had like pieces of wood across her face. So it was like just these dead eyes. Okay. Yeah. That's creeptastic. So it had to be taken apart. Fair enough. And we've saved the best room for last. And we have extra baskets. We got our rolly carts. We are yeah. not here to fuck around. <laughs> we never are, really. <laughs> this woman loved one thing. And that was to decorate. For the holidays. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly thought she was going to get away. Come on. And we're saving the holiday stuff with you because I'd love to have you back on to talk Uh, holidays. Okay. You love me some holidays. So she had, it's this storage room is filled to the fucking brim and it is built to store the holiday stuff. Okay. Top to bottom. I am not limiting to the amount of items you can take home. (laughs) But I am. But the holiday. I am limiting you to the holiday. (laughs) You are an asshole. You can choose. There is Easter, Valentine's, Christmas, or Halloween, and Christmas or holiday decor. And keep in mind, this collection started in the '60s (sighs) and has built upon itself. (laughs) I love how you slammed your iPad like like, done, bitches. I was so proud of your poison because it's hard. Because I also really love. Really love vintage holiday. Yeah. I do like oh, like the Easter vintage holidays and like the ve- oh. I I think because it is the hardest to find. I gotta go Halloween. Really good vintage Halloween. Yeah, it's awesome. Nothing thrills me more. It's than- the best. <laughs> See, and the vintage Halloween kind of creeps me out because I just remember as a kid, like we'd have the skeleton, but somehow. The light would always hit its eyes just right, and it'd feel like it's following me. Watching you. That's how my in-sync posters were. <laughs> so when I change, I'd now go, that oh. Now that is creepy. <laughs> oh, hi. Then I'd actually start to freak myself out. I know. Then you're like, shit, are they really? Oh. I will probably. <laughs> so hate you. What are you? Gray, I- you want to put some choosing music on during this? I part? know, Gray. <laughs> Here's your next little commercial. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. I do this with my husband when I can't pick. So I'm like, just go first. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I am also going to go with vintage Halloween. But if Kelly's taking all the good stuff, I'm going <laughs> to go to who gets there uh, first? the holiday stuff. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, it's like double everything if you both. each other, punching <laughs> yeah. each other in the As wrist. I just am like collecting my own. Like, and you're whatever. like, I'll take Those people are a little crazy. <laughs> so what are you going with? I'm going to go Easter. Yeah. I do like vintage Easter. Because you, that one I can't, like, that's hard for me to find is vintage Easter. Well, and you either find it and it's really darling or mm-hmm. it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, like, I found, <laughs> I wish I would have gotten him. It was a Easter bunny and he had, like, that fake fur yes. kind of stuff. He but blocked. he was, like, <laughs> yes. And he was, like, green. But he had the crazy eyes. <laughs> Because it would look like one fell down and the other went up. Yeah. It's a stroke Easter bunny. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's a little creepy. And then like, I'm like, oh, 
oh, I should have probably got him. Got him what are some of your, yeah. like, what are you, speaking of Halloween, Yeah. what are you? some of the things you look for? And I don't, anything. I don't even know. Anything 1980s or older. It's just, it's so hard to find. It yeah. is. It's That's weird, too, that it's so hard to find. I think it just, there was some Halloween boom, like 1990s where Halloween is so much bigger than it used to be. I mean, I remember right. being a kid, and it was a big deal. The kids liked Halloween, but nobody fucking decorated for Halloween. It wasn't a month-long yeah. celebration True. with trunk or treats and blah. I mean, you know, right. it just wasn't the same thing. And my house growing up was decorated to the hilt for Halloween. Oh, really? My mom had a couple of few things, but I mean, it wasn't nothing major. Yeah, we just know? had that skeleton and, like, yeah. maybe a witch. I don't know. I just remember my mom painting things on the window. Yeah. Like the cardboard. I lo- See, and I absolutely collect those. The old cardboard window I'll cutouts. Pull I'll pull the stuff I got from that sale and have you look at it while you're here. <laughs> yeah. So she can be like, look what I got. You didn't. <laughs> well, because we had like, we, it was very nostalgic for me because I did find those cardboard wall hangings. Yeah. And that's mostly what we had. Sure. Was those. And then we had this big like spider that was made out of trash bag. Like, yeah. That we hung from the ceiling and you pinned to the ceiling. But I go, like, my husband gives me a date that I can decorate yeah. because every room in this house <laughs> gets, will gets be the Halloween. treatment. And I have my prized Halloween decoration is a painted velvet picture in the wood frame, and it's a skeleton cat. And I found it at Goodwill. That's amazing. So. <laughs> you can, I can see in her eyes just, just like, like, I hate you, I but I'm super it's excited. I'll send you a picture when we put it out. Because it goes up on the mantle please, and it's like, please do. I hate taking it down because it's just. Because it's so You know badass. what you could do is just put a little bow on its head and keep it for Christmas. Oh, I could do. I, you know what's on my radar now that my husband would not allow is a Halloween tree. Mm, I do a mini one every year on our dining table. I literally just go out in the backyard and break a dead branch off and stick it in a vase full of like ancient ass candy corn. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. then I decorate it with all these little miniature okay, doodads. All right, well, now, I now on my list. See, and and you just throw the stick away at the end, so you don't actually you're not keeping a Halloween tree. You're just making oh, a fresh a one every year. <laughs> I love these. Every time we do one, I learn something new, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, now. it's good stuff. All right, Kelly. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Yes, yeah, this thank is you. fun. Absolutely. It was great. I can't wait to learn more about your holiday collection sometime mm. in the future. Yes, ma'am. And you guys can find all of the antiques we talk about today and the stuff from Kelly's collection on our Instagram, the Mothball Prophecies Original. Stay tuned where we dive deep into all the stuff we talked about today in the Curio Corner. Bye. Bye. See ya. I was so thrilled to sit down with Kelly for the show because I have heard about her like just in the community, in the Mm -hmm. area. And then we heard about her from Donnie and Eric and Melissa. And (laughs) it was almost like we were threatened with our lives if we did not interview her. Yeah, they I don't I wouldn't say they were suggesting it more as yeah, the threat part of being like, hey, she also is a badass in this. Which it's like, no, guys, we understand. We we would like to have her on the show, but they're like, no, you better do it now. And then she is, she's an absolute doll face. She was adorable. Like the fact that she gave us little gifts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We'll post those on the Instagram. So she shows up to my house. We did an early morning interview at my Mm -hmm. house. 
And she shows up and she has these two gift boxes. And I was like, fuck, all I got you was stickers. I know. I was like, oh, shit. Are we to that point now? We have to have, yeah, we got to have an onboard gift. Yeah. So I gave her LaCroix. Yeah. I mean, you gave her two. Yeah. And she drank half of one because she's a cute little. I know. She's cute. So little cute. cute, cute. So she, she rolls in with these gifts and we get everything set up and she opens the gifts and they were, I, I love a thought out gift. I do too. And you could tell that she was like, I hope these are okay. And it was one, it was super cool that it, she listens. Mm-hmm. So thanks. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. The niche. So she gave me this awesome belt buckle that it was, it's a commemorative. There's not a lot of history about it. It's a commemorative belt buckle that was given to people that worked at the nuclear reactor mm-hmm. facility here in town. Yeah. So it's like layer upon layer upon layer. I'm heavily linked to that. And so is Jill. Yeah. And it has this little, I think it's a road runner. He's like flipping the bird. Yeah. It's it was, so great. I was telling Ethan about it when I got home. He's like, oh, well, I want one. And I'm like, well, I don't know where she got it. Like oh, she found she, it. Like, And I'm going to find a cute little frame for it and like pin it to yeah. the frame. And then she gave me like the cutest little <sighs> dainty teacup crocheted little. Oh, it's so cute. It And it. It's for you, like not being the super dainty antique collector. It was perfect. I know, like everybody gets so surprised when I tell them about my collections. They're like, "Really?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yes, yes, I yeah." Do. It looks like a, almost looks like a little candlestick. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it looks like you could put a little tea, ca- oh tea, God, or so what is those tea lights in yeah. there? Which you can't because you'd catch them on fire for sure. But. It's super cute, and I cannot wait to put it somewhere in my house. Yeah. So thanks, Kelly. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. It was that was truly special. Loved it, and it's earned a spot in my visible collection. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it was just yeah, and uh, now I just smile at it when I look at it. I know. And then it fell after we were recording, and I thought somebody shot a gun in my house. <laughs> it was very <laughs> it loud. Was very loud. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about a lot of stuff in her episode like it's not a curio corner heavy episode but we found out some really cool stuff no i didn't like you see everybody with the etsy stores and like even the instagram stores and you think oh man that's super like take a picture and you sell it and like just the way she explained like the way she cleaned it and she had to take pictures of every little like nook and cranny wrong with it and then put it i'm like oh god and then you think like to store like there's been a couple people that we follow on instagram that have been posting their storage areas of all their stuff i know i like that gives me anxiety when like i see like certain people like oh look at my haul from this week's estate sale and it's like like what are you gonna do you gotta categorize that and put that away and like organize you got a spreadsheet for that shit i know like that gives me anxiety So I can totally see like why you would, and even you and I have like started to kind of pare our shit down. Yeah, we we've almost had to. Yeah, we and most definitely now we have to. Kinda, because now we're finding, and then I'm getting like text messages or like Facebook messages of different like estate sales or this is for sale I or know. this is for sale. Well, and um, I have people now like, hey, when you're out on estate sales, will you keep an eye out for this? I'm like, sure, sure, give me another reason to buy something. I know. I'm like, I love a reason to get stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't second guess it because I'm know. not gonna. I, yeah, I'm not. And one of the things like I always offer, you know, like um. Melissa and I are friends now. Mm-hmm. And I always, I'm like, tell me your sizes and I'll look for vintage clothing. Right. Yeah. And then this was an interesting 
thing to find out about vintage clothing because we always talk about how the sizing, like, why were they impossibly tiny? I don't know. And it pisses me off so much. So I did like some, it wasn't like a real deep Google dive. It seems like a pretty obviously common issue. So there was a couple of articles, but the most cohesive one I found was um, on Jezebel.com. And it is a, this is actually pulled from a blog that is no longer a blog. And it says, the fact of the matter is the industry standard for measurements in the 1950s was a 10-inch difference between the bust and the waist. That blows my mind. Blows my mind. So that means if you find a dress that has a 36-inch bust measurement, 90% of the time, that dress will have a waist that measures 26 because if you think about the iconic body image of that time, it was the you hourglass. Did. And you had the corsets to get you there. And I don't know if you ever, rem- yeah, I don't know if you've remembered like being like hearing like, you know, like the Playboy bunny measurements, right. the yeah. 36, 24, 36, like uh-huh. it was the equal. Yeah. This is where that comes from. Yeah. And I, I just remember like as a child, like, you know, like, oh, look, I'm one size all the way down. Yeah. I'm built like a fridge. I'm a ruler. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, there's no... And the interesting thing is when I was reading some more about this, um, if you don't have a waist that is 10 inches smaller than your bust, and most women don't, that explains why you're having a difficult time in the search for these clothing. But like you said, women during this time wore shapewear garments and not in like the Kim Kardashian way. No. Well, maybe they wore like garter, like um, girdles and waist cinchers and corsets. Well, I just admit, like, I just remember the scene in Gone with the Wind where like they're trying to like tighten the shit out of her and she's like taking a deep breath and then they would pull. Yeah. And And, well, and I have like my grandma's, my great grandmother's girdle box. And I was like, that would have been at this time. And it's like, you know, do you remember when people were like, oh, my God, you're not wearing pantyhose or you're not like an yes, older person. Yes. Like, you floozy. So this is that's where it came from, because the outfits weren't just like what you threw on to wear. It was all the undergarments and you had the bullet bras and you had the cinchers and you had the girdles. And that's why women in the 50s, well, 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s look the way they do. And why the clothing was made that way is because they were fitting their bodies to fit in the clothing, not the yeah, other way around. Yeah, it's just so exhausting to me. Yeah, and it, it started to fall out of fashion in like the 60s and 70s when you see the movement of like the post-World War II. Yeah, because after that it was like, oh man, you know, we just survived a world war. And they were and burning like, bras. Yeah, but, and it's like, I'm not doing this shit anymore, which yeah. thank you for everybody who did that. Sure appreciate that. Because I am not a dainty little thing. So it's no, it's not you. No. It's because we are living in two separate worlds, fashion wise. Yeah. yeah. Which right now it annoys the shit out of me because I'll find like a cute dress and I'm like oh yeah and then you hold it up and you're like what the fuck Mm -hmm. which if you listen to Melissa Dawes episode there's a couple key stuff that she talks about when shopping for vintage clothing in her episode she did this she said the smocking Mm -hmm. free in the hips free in the hips and then what else did she say I don't know I have to go back and listen but she talks yeah it's a free in the hips smocking um like shift dresses yeah shift dresses are and even now those are usually the ones i go to anyways but yeah clothing back then was no wonder like grandma was always pissed off when 
Mm-hmm. And like the feet were small, everything. And yeah. part of me wonders, it's like, were they just like shoving themselves into the smaller sizes? Because we still do that. Well, yeah, I remember no pain, no gain. Right. Yeah. Like if the shoes were too tight, you just kept wearing them until they stretched out a little bit. <laughs> it's fucking dangerous ass shit that just leads <laughs> to a bunch of problems. <laughs> Don't do I'm, that. Now I'm like with my kids. I'm like, oh, nope. Your toes are at the top. We've got to get in a, a bigger size. Yeah. Well, that's like this, you know, the last, I don't know, five or six years of my life. It's like, I'm not going to rely on the size on the tag. No. Like, okay. Yeah. For instance, okay. I went shopping yesterday and I bought a hoodie, a pullover. Okay. And it was listed as a 2X, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, this will be kind of baggy. It'll be comfy, whatever. Yeah. Tried it on and it's a, a goddamn crop top on me. Yes. And I was like, okay, this is, this is not going to work. I'm not going to wear this out of the house. So Jill comes over today and I was like, hey, I bought this sweater yesterday, this pullover. It's like an Under Armour athletic jacket. I was like, do you want, I'm like, here, if you take it. And she put it on and it fits Jill the way I wanted it to fit me. (laughs) Which, yeah, because I normally wear large and this is like, I would say this is an extra large. Yeah. And I wear, depending on the sizing, I wear anywhere from like a 1X to a 2X. That's why I always say you can't go by the tags. You have to go by the fit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I have pants ranging from size eight to size fourteen. Right. And well, and this is a fucking stupid ass common thread in women's clothing. Oh yeah. It's the dumbest thing. I can buy a two X for my husband or whatever size all day long and I never know. have a problem. Mediums all the way for Ethan. I don't have to second guess anything. Poor guy when he's trying to Christmas shop for me. He's, he's like, like oh, I hope it fits. You said this yeah. size. So let's fucking let's make a movement in twenty twenty one where sizes make sense. Just across the board. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank okay. you. All right. But so there are, though, some fabrics that you can buy, and it's always one size fits all. Are you talking about those bubble shirts? Well, yeah, those. <laughs> <laughs> but the Martex towels. You can't go wrong with a good towel. No, and I'm like, the older I get, the more of a sucker I become for tea towels. Oh, God, I love tea towels. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh. Don't get me started on the tea towels. If I see them out of sale, they're going in the bag. Yep. Automatically, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But especially, so the Martex towels, specifically the dry me towels. This, so this article came from drymedry.com. You got right on that domain you purchase. You know what? You guys are awesome. So in the 1930s, a revolutionary fiber blend was created for dish towels. Cotton, linen, and rayon. The blend allowed for lint-free absorption and quick evaporation, and the Martex Dry Me Dry towel was created. In the 1950s, John and Erling Bryce gave the towel a facelift with bold designs and striking colors, to which are included in the Museum of Modern Art New York. There is also a book that tells the whole story of this remarkable textile, Dry Me Dry, the untold story of the amazing three-fiber towel that you can buy online still, which, I'm sorry, those are like the best damn towels ever. Yeah. No, I have some of those kind of towels from my great-grandma that my grandma gave to me when she passed away. Oh. And so um, these ones aren't like the colorful ones, but they're the same design and they were like because i've always loved like i even have i have some now that say like um thanks you turned my kitchen into a shithole oh i got one that says bitch i am the secret (laughs) 
uh, the secret, secret sauce. sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I have one that says um, it's got like deer, like cute little fifties deer on it. it. Says cute little fuckers. Yeah, and it's my favorite. And that's you know the the birth of colorful tea towels was from this era. Yeah, no, and I bought so I bought one from Darling Diddy's, and it was uh, it's got poppies. <gasps> so cute! It's so pretty, and I'm like, this should be framed, but yes. I'll use it. So yeah, I was I was um like when I was looking up the Martex towels because the ones I collect from Martex are the ones that are like the raised design, like it's almost like it's an embossed towel, and so they have the different raised designs. They're like from the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. 70s mostly. Yeah, see, it's like I, shag towels. Yeah, so those ones I don't like because I because I use them especially when I do like sponge cakes. They're really good oh, to yeah. roll, so I don't use the. But I love those ones. They're so pretty. I use the tea towels when I make sourdough in the winter and bread. Oh yeah, that's and then I also use um, instead of like having cheesecloth, I use like a flour sack towel. Oh yeah, or one of these towels when I make yogurt at home and yeah. I strain through that or. Um, I use it, yeah, for straining or like juices and jellies and jams mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I use it for that because I don't feel like cheesecloth does a great enough job. No, and like like these are the textiles I always look for mm-hmm. when I go anywhere. Yeah, and I and they're usually cheap at estate sales. Yeah, because everybody's like, I just need to get rid of it. Yeah, twenty five cents. So that's where I would say like eighty percent of my tea towel and linen collection mm-hmm. is from estate sales. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Especially in this area. There's some good ones. There's a lot. And I try and find like whatever I need household furniture wise or linen wise, with the exception of some things, um, I try to buy used, like mm-hmm. or vintage at a low cost. Yeah. Especially now because it's like you're trying to save every penny and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And you want to be able to vacation. Like I always like if I can find something that is a good price that's been used, then yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I just consider it more cold brew for me to drink from Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, yeah, that's important. And speaking of things that were once a large part of history, and now we're just more nostalgia, mm-hmm. um, we talked briefly about Kelly, because she collects squirrels. Yes. And she has this music box that we're going to link. And I want you guys to try and help us figure out what the music is behind it. Because I can't figure it out. No. And I asked my husband and he's like, I know it. And I'm like, oh, you do what? And he's like, he's just sitting there. I'm like, you don't know it. You're just a minute. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't count. So she has this music box. And um, as I was going through and looking for it today, I was trying to find the history of the magnet part of it because it has a squirrel that's set upon a magnet and then it's polarized yeah. and as the magnet moves underneath it moves the squirrel in what's called like a spinning or dancing pattern and it was fairly common but the one thing i realized about music boxes is just the construction that's inside of it yeah like it's like it's super and it's like if one thing was missing it wouldn't work yeah and i, I just can see like I don't know, a little old man hunched over with like these binocular glasses, like trying to get like these little pieces together. Well, and to think like it was originally like the tube was hand punched. Yeah. And like you had to know like measurements and like. Yeah. So we found because math is not my specialty. I work in fractions at work and percentages. That's it. That's still math. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, mom. (laughs) Validating me. 
So I watched a YouTube video on this. Um, I looked first at like how it's made because they always have cool videos. And then I went down the deepest of dives <laughs> with this guy. He's an engineer guy on YouTube. And he explains every goddamn thing about a music box down to the mathematical equation as to how it works. So if somebody wants to make one and let Joas make sure it still works that way, that'd be great. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> so uh, music box is a compact device that we're all familiar with. You turn a knob on the bottom and it cranks. It makes that really satisfying noise. And suddenly music starts to play. But what's going on inside of that shit? Because I had like the ballerina music boxes and I have I have a couple in the house. Ethan bought me one for a Christmas and it's Seattle. Oh. And it plays, I think like rain something. Something to do with rain. All right. Well, but it a... broke. Oh, damn it. Well, maybe now that we know, we can fix it. Because <laughs> it's So it's made up of these several moving parts inside of the music box. And you've all seen it. Or you can get like those souvenir ones that come in like the little cardboard box that you can buy at different places. And it has the crank arm on the side. So it is made of the drum, which is a brass drum. And that's what has the pokes on the outside. The pins that hit the notes on the drum. And then a comb. Or the pins are the pokey outy part. And the comb is the teeth. And the pins are the melody. So when you look inside a music box and you see those sharp... Yeah, because it's like plucking it. Yeah. So the comb, as the drum is rolling, the comb is striking those pins. Mm -hmm. And the way the comb is made, it's of steel construction and then it has lead added to weight either side. So with the comb, the longer the um, like metal is on the comb, mm -hmm. okay, the lower the lower the note is. And the shorter the teeth on the comb, the higher. But they also go through and they put lead on the underside of it because the more weight that's added to that tooth denotes the pitch. Right. So if there's not any weight added to it, it's that high note. Mm -hmm. And if there is weight added to it, it's a low note. And for those of you that want to try this at home, you don't have a music box, get a ruler and put it on the side of your desk and extend it all the way out and then hit the ruler and then right. pull it back right. and the pitch will change. Mm -hmm. That's how this comb works. And then if you add something heavy on top of the ruler, it will change the pitch. A clock spring, okay, so it's a thin sheet of metal, a quarter inch sheet of metal that's wound and placed inside of the music box and it's attached to a six tooth ratchet gear which is that clicking you hear. Oh, So that's what's okay. winding all uh, of the mechanism of all the gears are being wound up by that ratchet on the axle. So the axle lets the winder move freely, but the ratchet holds that spring in the other right. gears that are holding the momentum to play the music. No wonder mine broke so easily. Right. Probably shook it too hard or something. <laughs> and the, the axle turns in the opposite direction of the wind-up box for playing, like when you pull a race car back. The handheld ones. Mm -hmm. And then it goes forward. It's the same thing. And then there's a series of gears and even a governor inside. So the gears, you have the ratchet gear and then the side axle that's on the drum. You wind everything up. And when you release it, the music plays. But there's a very important part inside of it called the governor, which has these two, like, they look like if you were to put a salt and pepper shaker or a tea. Mm -hmm. And they're two, these two little round drums. Okay. But it's not very big. And what those drums act as is wind resistance. So the faster, if that if that governor weren't to be in there, you'd wind it all up and then the tension from the spring would make it go so fast, the melody wouldn't make sense. 
depending oh, on the governor, okay. it, it controls the tempo of the music that's playing. God. So without that governor in there, you wouldn't get the proper tempo. Therefore, the melody wouldn't make any sense and you wouldn't recognize the song. Isn't this fucking wild? It's something you see every day, but you don't think about the mechanics of it. No, and it's like one of those things, too, where it's like, how in the hell did somebody be like, I'm going to sit down, I got all these pieces. And tinker. I'm going to put it together and make it make music. Right. That That's the shit that baffles me. Like, somebody can just, like, somebody sat down and did this. Right. And before it was all done by, like, computers like it is now, they had to hand file the comb and everything to make the pitch correct. Yeah. And so then they were like, okay, well, it sounds really great in my hand, but it sounds kind of tinny and a little whatever. <laughs> then they were like, oh, let's put it inside this box. You know, they're like, oh, shit. of course, we're going to put it in a box and that's going to make it sound better. Which is where music box comes I from. Know. So they came in lots of different shapes and sizes because in the early 19th century and before this was how you heard music out mm-hmm. there wasn't radio no. so people had these in um like snuff boxes big pieces of furniture music boxes jewelry boxes all that stuff in the house and it was how at the time the modern family listened to music was with these and they varied in size the ones we have now are like the super compact ones mm-hmm. but you could have some that played you know quite a bit of music but then like everything With the course of time and modern invention, the phonograph started to phase it out and then the radio. And now we've even phased out regular radio. Oh, yeah. For sure. MP3s and electronic music. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember when DVD players were a brand new thing and it was like $400. Oh, yeah. And how quickly that door shut on DVDs and Blu-ray because now we just all consume digitally. That door shut quicker than anything because it was like oh we're gonna oh wait a minute we already got something better yeah so if you have a music box in your house go crank that motherfucker crank that shit don't open it though and try to figure it out because Mm -hmm. you'll break it and then you'll have to figure out how to put it all back together and then there was you know i tried to find that song that was for kelly's Mm -hmm. and there's a website and it's like musicboxaddict.com you can make custom music boxes. You can go through if you have oh, a special occasion. That's so cute. You can go through and go, okay, it's for this event, for this, this, this. And it lets you choose songs. And they come in and the teeth on the comb denote the notes in the song. So if it's an 18 comb, an 18 teeth comb, there's mm-hmm. 18 notes. Oh, my gosh. That's it so It was cool. really cool. It was a... That is truly something I knew nothing about other no, than no. how that it you works. just like wind it up. Yeah. And, and another thing we talked about today, we've talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. So we brought up, which we've brought up a couple times, is the Soroku, mm-hmm. which we talked with Melissa. Melissa's the first one that introduced us. And to she it. has a nice collection she of Soroku. She has, oh, that peacock. It's so cute. I want to steal it. And then I gave her my couch out of the basement. I sold it to her, my mid-century couch. Oh, yeah. And now it sits below that peacock. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. Cute. I love it. But yeah, so she, so in our, she was our second episode. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear more about the Soroku, go back. Because we cover it pretty extensively yeah. in her curio corner. Her, and it is so interesting. It's like, yeah. And it's the stuff that you always knew you've seen. Mm-hmm. You just didn't know what it was. You didn't know the value. Which... Speaking of the new things that we've learned from the show, what are some new things that you're collecting? 
what's on your radar now oh, since God. starting this? I don't know. I do keep an eye out for the Soroku stuff. Mm-hmm. I do that. And then I also, what was the other thing? Um, bigger furniture pieces, especially um, since we talked to Terry. Yeah, thanks, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> those stupid posters. Yeah, those Polish circus Like, posters. I just think, oh, yeah, they'll totally be here. No, they're not going to be here. Well, they might. You never know. I, and when that's the other thing with the estate sales. Like, we've been trying to go to um, more estate sales. Like, I'm trying not to just keep it to Linda, but I'm trying to expand. Mm-hmm. But Linda's are so good. They are so good. <laughs> they are so good. And, yeah, and they're fair, and I really like hers. But it's it's definitely just doing the show and learning what we have learned. It's really changed the way I view um thrifting or going to estate sales or going to an antique mm-hmm. store what are you looking for now that you have it? oh it's opened up a whole other side of glassware for me which mm. is surprising it's not something that i really have ever collected on my own but my new thing that we've talked about is uranium glass yeah and i joined like a couple facebook groups that specialize in the identification and a couple of the cool things that i've learned is like when we describe it in that episode, we describe the clear Vaseline glass. Yeah. And so I find, I, like I said in the previous episode, I finally have my first piece, mm-hmm. which, again, my nurse senses tingle because it's like so freaking pretty and cool. But then again, it's like, mm, it's if bad. it's any reassurance, there's a guy in my group that works at the site and he collects it. So if he can get away with collecting it and be okay. That's true. Because so you have the the platter that is kind of clear, the Vaseline. It looks like Vaseline. Yeah, and it's got a light green tint to yes. it, which we all thought was depression glass. Right. So come to find out, there are so many iterations of uranium glass. There's uranium glass that looks like custard. There's uranium glass that looks like milk glass. There's uranium marbles. Yeah. There's so many different things that now. When I like um, one of our listeners, she found a goblet at an estate sale for 25 cents and it's uranium glass. So I'm currently on Amazon ordering both of us black light flashlights <laughs> that we can keep in our go bags so that we can. That's the other thing I have been doing is I have been like looking up things more yeah. I've become that person like and it doesn't matter to me Welcome how much to the they dark are side. but I'll like oh what is this and then I'll like start googling it or I'll hold it and have my husband start googling it just to see and curious and if it's something like that's worth like a shit ton of money but I'm getting it for a dollar fifty I'm like oh my god we gotta leave we gotta leave right now yeah and that's it's been it's been really it's it's covering all my bases of shit I like and it's been fun to do something with the show that is how I like to collect right. and how my friends like mm-hmm. to collect. So, as always, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Yes. We can't you. wait for you guys to see what we have up our sleeves for the month of October. Buckle up. It's a big deal. Fun stuff. Check out our fun, spooky Halloween merch. Um, the link is in our Instagram bio, The Mothball Prophecies Original, on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at The Mothball Mavens. And as always, I hope you find some good shit. And I really hope you remember to look under the tables. And on top of the shelf. And around the corner. (laughs) Have a good one. See you guys. Bye.